This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Let's go to the BetQL guest hotline. We're joined by Rick Snyder, 106.7 The Fan columnist. He's got a brand new column out Mm-mm. on the website. I think it's like been up for less than 10 minutes at this point. So go check that out. Rick, good morning. How are you? Good morning, boys. Tired. It was a big day yesterday. Yeah, how, many, how many people were over there? You know, really interesting point on that. I was, we were talking about it. There was really nobody behind the media, just a few people. And I said, you remember when Gibbs came back? <laughs> this place was jamming. Oh, yeah. I was there for that one, yep. Yeah, and I didn't see any players. So maybe they walked in at the last minute and I didn't see them. But mm. no, it was quiet other than that. And it was actually a very quiet room <clears throat> for once. Hmm. But I thought it was really I, – I, I thought a couple of things about this. One, karma comes around in life. You know, it comes and goes. What's been on the other side of the planet for 30 years? But I think it might be back here. <laughs> and and I watched the three guys and said, we haven't seen an owner, a GM, a coach like this, you know, since Cook's days. You know, and even then Cook didn't do it much. And what do you people, mean? What do you mean? You see a synergy up there of yeah. three people who are actually together on the same wavelength, who are competent people at what they do. You know, I mean, this goes back to Cook. It's been, you know, Snyder – didn't even show up at some of these things or he'd sit in the audience or something. But you could see the three together. You could see the alignment of vision between them mm-hmm. and the synergy chemistry that they have. They picked the right guy for what they wanted. Ben Johnson did them a huge favor pulling out because mm-hmm. he would have failed. If he didn't think he was ready, he would have failed and wasted a few years of our time. This this is the right moment for these three. Different Different ways of looking at it. You've got a new owner still learning this game, but willing to support it. You got a young Turk GM ready to cut his teeth and things, and you got a veteran coach who's not really a retread or a wore out guy, but somebody ready to go back and prove himself again. And right. there's a lot of good things to look at there. Yeah, I was really impressed by sort of his energy level and his um, sort of thoughtfulness and how serious he, he's clearly been waiting for this opportunity. Um, you know, sort of reevaluating everything that he's done and just being ready for this moment. And then and then also just as you kind of touch on the relationship with Peters, it seems like this has the potential to really work, right? These guys, they seem like they've hit it off. Uh they both are like Peters are really kind of soft spoken. You just I, I don't see them like super button heads and being stubborn, you know, maybe more Quinn than Peters. But I, I just get the sense that they're going to work together. 
Yeah, I mean, Bobby and, and Gibbs, you know, Bobby Beathard and Gibbs, uh-huh. had a good relationship. They weren't necessarily best friends. Right. And there was a line between them. Right. But they got along really well. And Bobby really wasn't a big outspoken guy either mm-hmm. like that. You know, he was a scout. These kind of guys lurk in the shadows more. Right. And I think that's more Peters, too. They're not so much in the front because they don't want people noticing what they're doing because their whole job is secrecy mm-hmm. of what do you want. Um, and I just thought there was, it was a good good thing to watch. Um, you know, Quinn talked for almost an hour. Most new, mm-hmm. I think this is my 12th coach. Most coaches talk, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe, and, you know, take some pictures and go. This went on for an hour. You're kind of looking at your watch like, okay, I get it. You're ready to go. Um, you know, so that was interesting. He shows me one thing that surprised me. He's an old school coach, and the old school, you guys are now old enough to remember old school, mm-hmm. was basically somebody told you to do it and shut up and go do it. Well, he's figured it out that the new NFL and the new people in life, really younger people, have to be invested in the process and all this crap. you know. <laughs> and he's able to, I think, bridge that gap and do that. You know, EB, his problem was he might listen to you, but he really wasn't, I don't think, and, and that just didn't fail. But but Quinn, I think, can make people together. The thing to remember about him, too, is he was the secondary coach of the Legion of Boom in Seattle. And that was a great, great secondary that won a Super Bowl. But it also had four huge personalities. And containing that kind of dynamic into one unit cohesively is impossible, and he did it. So there's a lot to see what he can do as a coach. I think of the recent coaches, he might remind me most of Marty Schottenheimer. Mm. But I think a little more polished than Marty. Mm-hmm. Rick, Ron Rivera was great at sticking his foot in his mouth in front of the media. He did it so many times. It, does, it doesn't seem to me like Dan Quinn is going to be that sort of guy. He's like, he seems pretty gregarious with the media. He seems at, you know at ease with them, comfortable in front of them. Do you think he's going to be better he has to be better than ron there's no way he's worse than ron with the media hmm. yeah i mean ron wasn't awful with the media i mean but uh you got tired of it every time you get tired of coaches you love their stories the first year and then we all get tired of hearing them mm-hmm. um you know but he'll be fine i don't think he'll make those type of mistakes but i don't know we all do gotcha anymore so uh you know he laughed he kind of said you know i'm gonna give myself one curse word and then he used two but still it was you know, he, he's not a guy to trifle with on the field. I know that much. He may listen to you and be understanding. He'll still kick you in the butt if you don't get it done. So I like that about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people judged him too soon because you didn't really know him, but that's what we do now. And uh, I think this is I think this is going to work. I'm going to stick around him for a while mm-hmm. and watch this instead of retire. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm an easy sell because I felt kind of the same about Rivera when he was hired because I thought it was a good – I thought it was a good hire. I thought it's the, what the team needed, someone professional, someone who's you know been a head coach, someone who's won. Um, but I think I got a different vibe on this one, a better vibe. And just because you know I've kind of paid attention to Dan Quinn more than I did Rivera. Um, but how do you feel about the other hires? How are you feeling about Kingsbury coming in as OC and then Joe Witt Jr. stealing him from Dallas? And I'm, guess, I'm guessing some more guys are going to be coming in from Dallas too, but – uh, specifically, what about the coordinators for you? Kingsbury, I think, is a great hire. And people are like, oh, he was a failed coach. Well, not really. Arizona had some good moments, but he's not asked to be a head coach. He's asked to be an offensive coordinator, and he's very good at that. So does this mean that Caleb Williams is coming? That's an interesting part that I would be in, like to see because 
can he say, you know, normally he's going to say, I love this kid. He was my guy at USC, you know, I saw, but can you now be objective enough to say at the pro level, what can he be? And they're going to have to rely on that opinion heavily. So is he true to himself and this team by giving an honest opinion of whether that kid is it worth it? Uh, that's going to be interesting. Wit, uh, you know, Wit's not the most inspiring thing, but he knows Dan's system, and that's the real positive. You know that they're going to be on the same wavelength, and so he's he's like one A for for Quinn. He's going to get, you know, Wit's going to get to call the plays. To me, I'd say here's your first person to meet, Emmanuel Forbes. They couldn't figure this out last year. It's your job to figure this out this year, and this is what you guys do well: secondary players. So, you know, you didn't hire him just for Forbes, but you need this kind of guy. I, I don't think Curl will be back. Mm. So I think they're going to do a real really? you know, reload. Here's the problem with Curl. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. You can tag him. It's going to cost you seventeen million. Yeah. yeah. He's That's not worth it. That's too much. Yeah. Million. I mean he, yeah. he's not worth He's not Troy Palomalo. And this staff is not going to be they don't care. Like they're not going to be yeah, they, they don't they have, have no a relationship ties to with him. him yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. And you can't spend I mean he's a good player, but yeah, you're right. He's not worth seventeen million. Right. But here's what I would tell him. Go see if anybody else is going to give you 17. No. But then here's that problem. Players won't come back for equal money or whatever because it looks like they failed. I've seen this a million times. They'll go somewhere else, even a little less, and, and say, you know, say I, I wanted a new opportunity or whatever. And I didn't think he played his best ball last year either. No. He was a good, his good best player year. on a bad defense, and that made him look better than he was. Mm-hmm. Rick, you know that in this league you can have quick turnarounds. You don't necessarily have to have quick turnarounds. I wonder if you think that this team can turn around because at one point they were a four and five team. The year before they were eight, eight and one, and then they just went in the tank and they seemed to give up on Ron and they lost their last eight games in a row. Um, what do you think is the bar for the first season under Dan Quinn? One of the most interesting things about the Super Bowl Sunday to me. Is these two teams played four years ago in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have seven combined players from that team. That's amazing. Right? Can- yeah. Kansas City keeps winning with totally new people every year. So, you know, why can't somebody else do it? I, this year, I don't know. It's A lot of it's up to Peters. How well is this draft going to be? You need like a 1981 draft. When Bobby Bether took Mark May, then Grimm, then Dexter, Clint Didier, Charlie Brown. I mean, that was a great draft. That guy and Jacoby came along as an undrafted agent. You need something big, you know, out of these drafts the next year or two. But if you can get that, the coaching staff can make them win. But you got to have the talent. And outside of your interior D line and maybe a couple receivers, you're a total reboot at anything, you know. So if they want to go with a new quarterback, personally, I would try and get Justin Fields for a lower pick Mm. and trade the two down. Wow. Um, I just I don't trust any of these quarterbacks to be generational quarterbacks in the draft. Mm, really? I, I don't see why. The, I what, don't what's see the flaw case. that you see? The Caleb Williams thing, I don't see him making all the plays for starters. I think he's he's a decent quarterback. I'd take him late in the first, but I wouldn't go with a one two pick. Look look what losing a number two pick does to you. Look what Chase did, you know, is a bust. You know, there's a lot of guys like that that they've had. It's too risky. Too risky, and you need so you, too much. So you don't love Caleb. What about Jaden Daniels? You know, they're nice quarterbacks, so I wouldn't go with a two. That's the problem. A two has to be a, pretty much as much a sure thing as you can ask for in the league, and that's, of course, impossible. But you flame out again, you set your team back several years. So I I think you, you – Yeah, but then if you that, don't take the guy, it, it almost feels like you're playing scared. 
Like, uh, I think one, I think Sam Howe can be a decent quarterback given you know your blocking and things. Don't make him throw the most passes. He can be your bridge guy for a little bit. If you can get Justin Fields for that two or three they talk about overall on the second third, I I think he's ready to be a bigger contributor. Than I don't hate team. that. Well, plan. here's the problem. I don't hate it at all, here's, Rick. The, here's the problem with Fields: his contract. So if you if you trade for Fields, it's not like you're trading for a first year guy where mm-hmm. you can sit on that contract, that rookie contract. He's going to be up for an extension. And are you willing to give J- Justin Fields a big contract? Well, I mean, is anybody? That's what I mean. I mean, yeah, I but you'd have to be in that situation because he's just one year away from that. But he might not get it from yeah. anybody. <clears throat> that's a very good point. Very good point. Um, so <clears throat> Andy's a frustrating player to watch. He'll have a good week or two. We saw it against the Commanders this past season, and then he'll have duds. Maybe Kingsbury can make him better. I mean, you know, maybe he just needs a, a different, ch- you know, change of scenery. But I don't know. That's just. Did a big you get risk. to watch Drake May in college much? Uh, no, I don't get to watch a lot of it, but I watch a lot of film at times on him. You know, he made Sam Howell look – they all made Sam Howell look small. I, I thought he was fine, you know, but I just don't want to spend a number two pick on a guy that doesn't make me go, wow, wow, wow. And you don't get them every year. Look at the recent quarterback drafts, you know. The, the top guys that flamed out a lot. It's a big risk for a team that desperately needs it. Now, Dan Snyder would have gone for that quarterback, no doubt. He would have traded up. Yeah, how much do you need to trade up one spot to get a guy? That's that's crazy. You know who else is a free agent? Kirk Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'd kill for Kirk. <laughs> I'm just saying he's out there. Are you there. kidding? That'd be a guaranteed answer for like the next three years. Would you rather you Kirk or win. Baker? Kirk. Kirk. Baker's younger. Yeah, I'd rather right. have Kirk. Baker Kirk's more proven. He's more even. What about Rick? Who would you rather have, Kirk Cousins <laughs> or Baker Mayfield? Uh, well, I'll just say this. I think the fan base would, would doesn't want either, but they'll take Baker first. They're just sour on Kirk, and all Kirk did was throw for 4,000 yards. But, you know, Kirk comes off a little disingenuous at times. Too. Oh, for sure. Like Absolutely. Country, you know, he's a country boy who's going to stick a knife in you. I mean, <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, Baker's got ties to this coaching staff. So, you know, uh, he had a decent year last year. Uh, you could maybe go there, but that's going to cost you definitely two. What are the ties? Yeah, I mean, the ties are to who? Um, to um, oh man, you asked me this at seven in the morning. Well, Mayfield has ties to Kingsbury. Yeah. He did play Kingsbury. under Kingsbury. Yeah, yeah. he was there. Yeah, yeah, they had ties in the old days. So he, you know, he would at least know that. And hmm. there's another advantage of having Kingsbury. I think Kingsbury's a really smart guy. He's their top offensive play caller in quite a while. So has been hurt by their assistant by their coordinators. Coordinators haven't done this team a lot of favors in recent years. So do you did you feel better about just on yesterday? I know it's recency, but did you feel better about yesterday's presser or Rivera's presser? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. I mean, listen, Rivera was the right guy to pick at that time for right. so many other reasons, but it wore out and it was time to go. So it was time to hire him and it was time to fire him mm-hmm. uh, on this one. This one, I think he has a little more energy. I think Ron, I mean, I don't want to speak to Ron, the cancer thing, but, you know, that I had a 
major health scare in my life too. I know what it's like. It takes something out of you. Yeah. And you know, Ron did the best he could. There were days that they had to carry Ron in the back door of the building after chemo treatment. Mm-hmm. Right? How are you going to how are you going to be down on a guy like that who's still trying to do it? He gave it everything he had. He just didn't have enough anymore, and it hurt. And then it all fell apart this past year. It was a year too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that. And, you know, this guy definitely has the energy of it again, but energy is not enough. You have to be smart and know how to de- pull the chemistry together. And that's what this new coach wants to do. I got coordinators. They're good guys. I'm the bridge that brings it all together. And he's smart enough now after one tenure to do it. And I don't think getting a second year, second time coach is a bad thing uh, because they've, you know, second time coaches have won 10 of the last 20 Super Bowls. Now, Belichick got a bunch of them, but. You know, it's not like first-timers win it all. No, you for know? sure. I don't think, for I, sure. I, think I, like the hire, I like to hire way more as he's assembled his staff, as you hear him talk. I mean, maybe we all do this inevitably. You try to buy in. But uh, I, I, I like – I mean, I'm excited. I think if you're a Commanders fan, you're more excited today after having watched that presser, after seeing the staff he's put together. Like, if he brought in – uh, like North Turner to be his offensive coordinator, and you know some right. other like ancient guy like Wade Phillips to be his D. Small they, relics. Yeah, you, right, you, you'd question you, it. You'd be wondering what the hell's going on here. It's kind of like what Ron did. Yeah, and that happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, you hire your friends most of the times. Quinn is, has never worked with Kingsbury, but he's always admired his work. Yeah, and Kingsbury's young, so and Witt's a young guy, so you have some new energy there. Um, you know, we'll see who the other assistants all are. I mean, we're going to see a lot of moving boxes in the next few days. You know, they told EB, hey, thanks for everything, but, you know, we're moving on. Isn't it interesting uh, that for, you know, Ron, I mean, these guys will get hired eventually because it is a good a good old boy network and they, they look out for each other. But Del Rio hasn't been hired as far as I know. Ron hasn't been hired as far as I know. enemy hasn't been hired as far as I know. I think a lot of the other guys are still maybe under contract. But this staff wasn't, like, in high demand. Yeah, it wasn't the Shanahan tree. <laughs> yeah, no, it certainly Far wasn't. Far from it. All right, Rick, thanks for the time as always. It's always appreciated. Give him a follow if you're not already on Twitter, at Snide underscore remarks, and read his column on the fandc.com. Thanks a lot, Rick. Hi, right, guys. See you. All right, yep. When we come back, we'll continue to talk commanders. What is next for the soon-to-depart offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy? We'll talk about that next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.